Isn't it amazing how beautiful Rebecca Pearson looks? Even when she herself feels like she's a hot mess express, you want to know why? It's because she's got some darn good makeup on. And not the kind that makes her look like she's, you know, her bajillion years old. Her, yeah. <laughs> she just has some great makeup, man. And uh, not going to lie, makeup does that for me. Makes me feel like I got my shoulders back. Makes me feel pulled together. Am I ride or die? is my mascara. And if you have not yet tried my mascara, what are you doing, silly goose? It's October. It's time to trick or treat yourself. And you get to do that with an extra special discount because I'm right now in your earbuds. We're buddies, guys. Get it? Earbuds? Buddies? Hey! Head to com slash discount to get 15% off my favorite mascara. And for the amount of people that have already done it, I don't know who hasn't gotten it on their eyes yet. I can't believe that already so far this many people have contacted us about this discount because it's incredible. You don't want to miss it because the discount for the mascara is going away soon. So It's going away in November. Yep. So get it, get it while you can, kids. Get <laughs> it while you can. I've been thinking about that day all day. I didn't know what I wanted. I made a baby laugh, and my life changed. It's overwhelming, if you think about it. The power of these little decisions. Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to This Is Us Too. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hi, everybody. How's it going? My name's Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And I, there is absolutely no way anybody, anybody cried at the final episode of um, the first episode, the final scene of the Manny. There is zero chance. There's no way. Are you kidding me? No. It's like saying that you cried at like the end of, I don't know, like Seinfeld. I mean, like nobody. It's meant to be one of those shows that just, you know, happens and it's like, yay. You know what I mean? I know. Nobody cried at the at the end of the first I don't episode. No, we don't the know Manny. the full plot line, Blake. Get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Well, um, of course, this week had loads of stuff going on, and um, a lot of last week's previews were about that awkward relationship that Randall has with his mother-in-law, and how it's literally been there since the dawn of time. And for those of you who are brand new. Fun fact, I have a strained relationship with my father-in-law. Strange is... I said strained. Yeah. Oh, strained. I thought you said strange. Oh, you know, it could be both. It's both. It's definitely both. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be... A, I won't necessarily get into super duper specifics, but I... Uh, you know, in the last episode, talking about my version of parfait and Blake's version of parfait, you, you've noticed <laughs> that we come from different sides of the tracks. And um, my family handles situations pretty openly. Like, we're all about communication. I have a handicapped sister. I'm very open and honest. That Well, I think you I, are very open and honest. I think you, you there there's some... There's some pushback sometimes with your honesty with your family yeah yeah i guess i'm just an open person <laughs> so but you I, I will admit that your family handles it on a different level than mine does yeah my family is very irish catholic guilt like quiet let's not acknowledge the elephant in the room it, and yes they won't even exist they won't even mention that there there is a, there's even an elephant anywhere they would they would say the elephants don't even exist and uh, when Blake and I were engaged we wanted to have an intimate wedding um, even though I'm pretty extroverted when it comes to like truly personal things I like to have things small I mean truth be told I wanted to elope <laughs> I wanted it that small uh, but I love my husband aka my bride um, and he became like I want this big wedding and I was like, fine, but I don't want a big wedding. I want it to be intimate. And um, we went and had a conversation with my soon to be father-in-law 
meaning I had the conversation and Blake sat there because he was like, this is something we don't do. We don't we don't, <laughs> we don't, don't do talk this. about this kind of stuff. And I sat down in front of my father-in-law and I said, hey, um, so here's the scoop. We want to have our, our wedding be pretty intimate. And um, that being said, there's some people who like we don't really know who are like super duper extended relations. I've never even met these people. They don't even live in the state. I'm probably never going to see them again until you die. Um, I didn't say that part. I should have. Internally. You Internally, were I said that. But basically, I said it's our wedding and we want to be surrounded by people who we know, love and trust. People who we've actually had dinner with at least once in our lives. And um, we're doing this across the board. And uh, at that moment, my soon-to-be father-in-law told me that weddings aren't about love. They're about family politics, and I should choose wisely. <laughs> so uh, let me let me just say... <laughs> so I felt like I was trying to be Randall, like, girl, you can be you, but I'm going to be me, and I'm going to make this choice and support my honey. <laughs> Except I had a very different outcome. So that's why when we sat down today and Blake's like, don't forget it's your story, I'm like, but in the show, the in-law was like, I love you. And I love that you're strong-willed. You're awesome. My life is not that way. <laughs> it's the opposite. In yeah. fact, you were called combative. I was called combative and then ignored for half a year. Oh, I think it was longer than a half. It might have been longer than a half. Yeah. Let, let me just say in my oh defense. Oh, my God. All these people are like, Mary, what's wrong with you? In my defense, if I could go back and do it all over again, I would have eloped. I absolutely would have eloped, knowing what I know now, and you know, taking the taking the blue pill essentially. Uh, I I would have eloped. My wife was right. We should have done that. I mean, that's like the moral of the story, right? <laughs> the Mary moral of the story is, is right. that Mary's always right. Yeah, pretty much when in I, every situation, yeah. Mary's right. I am. If I actually, I'm a Taurus, guys, and if I like put my foot down, I say this is really what I think we should do. It's because I'm right. <laughs> well, before we get into the show. <laughs> Am I right? You're, hey, when you're right, you're right, and okay. you're right, so you're right. There we go. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm I'm man enough to admit it. That's okay. I hate sharing this story today because didn't end up like Randall's. I was like, oh yeah, in law conflict, I got this, and I was I like, can do it through you, Randall. <laughs> Gonna have a great Thanksgiving. Anyway. Well, everybody, thank you for subscribing and thank you for listening. And thank you basically for listening to me get emasculated here for the past, oh, I don't know, uh, five minutes. It's okay, though. I'll take it. I'm happy with it. When my wife is right, she's right. Uh, So if you're still listening to us, thank you once again for subscribing and all of the great reviews and everything. They mean a lot to us. They're coming in and uh, it just just makes our day. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can just... Search Mary and Blake on Facebook yeah. or Twitter or or the Instagram. We got to get those gram numbers gram. up, baby. Got to get the gram up because uh, that's what all the all the young kids do now with the now these days. Okay, you know. Uh, and uh, if you like all of our podcasts and you like this is us too, please go to maryandblake.com where not only you can find this podcast uh, and other things. Uh, in addition to all of our podcasts, uh, including Outlander Cast. The North Remembers, and even all our blogs like Minute with Mary or uh, The Handmaid's Diaries, which is a blog series about The Handmaid's Tale that I'm writing, which Mm -hmm. is a lot of fun. You can go there and check that out. I think I'm about, uh, let's say, well, I don't know. How far into it am I? I think I'm on episode eight of season two. That's where I am right now. So uh, if you want to read along or if you want to just read it later on before The Handmaid's Tale uh, comes back on... Just catch up with me, man. We're here. We're ready to go for you. Mav, are you ready to get into this show? Yeah, betcha. Let's do it. You betcha? You you betcha? That's what you got? I don't even know what's going on, man. (laughs) Mary's looking at stuff and things. Yeah. So I need you to engage with me. Okay, sorry. I need you to engage. Okay. There we go. That's my girl. All right, so. For my least favorite part of the episode. This is, why is this your least favorite? This is, this is an important part. For you, I forget all of these people's names. I forget all the episodes that they talk about. Well, that's the point. People want to know this stuff so they can go back and they can learn the trends and, and who's who's done what and what's oh, good I and why. It. There's people like you that care about this stuff. <laughs> and there's people like me who just want to talk about the last scene of the Manny. Fine. This was entitled Flip a Coin, which is uh, a reference to... This is a reference to the line that Kate says to Kevin, just flip a coin. Yep. Uh, about the job or not. And then also what Kevin says to your girl Cassidy, uh, 
which is flip a coin. Do you want your husband or not? And uh, great, great synergy there, if you will. The director was Chris Koch, who has directed a number of episodes, including Three Sentences, The Most Disappointed Man, The Fifth Wheel, A Philadelphia Story, Toby, Songbird Road, Part One, The Pool, Part Two, which was the last episode, mm-hmm. and obviously this one. And the writer was Julia Brownell, who wrote the episode Katie Girls, Songbird Road, Part Two, and obviously now this episode, Flip a Coin. Marvin, what is your lemonade rating for this episode? Mine is a four point eight. Okay, okay, I liked that, that's that's in you line know, with I'm, where you are. Yeah, I'm like feeling pretty good. I'm rocking and rolling. Can always use some more Jack Pearson in my life, but there was a lot of Pearsons in this. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of uh, confusion about who are they. <laughs> Hashtag, the others. Who are they? Hashtag the others. Um, I'm seeing where everyone's starting to fit in. I'm digging <laughs> it. We have to go back, Kate. I know, I know oh, those... you'd get there. <laughs> For all you lost nerds. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm still not whipping out the Charmin in this episode. Did you notice that Charmin was advertising? Hardcore. <laughs> I was like, way to be Shaman. Are you our podcast listener? All the all the Shaman. By the way, get that shirt at the Marion Blake store. Just It says all the Shaman with a nice little toilet paper roll. It looks fantastic. You are welcome. <laughs> Uh, anything else that you got to say about your 4.6 rating? No, I'm sorry, 4.8. I am at a 4.6, and I am at a 4.6 because I quite like this episode. Yeah. It felt like... felt it, like this is us. It felt like this is us. Yeah. It, uh, it felt like the show has found or rediscovered its DNA, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, they're all about reveals and who is this person and building toward them. Sometimes it can get a little overcomplicated. Yes. And sometimes This Is Us can get lost in its own mythos, right? Yes. But this episode focused on the relationships. It focused on what makes these people tick Mm -hmm. and how they are with each other and how they relate with each other, whether it's uh, cross-cutting through time or it's in the present timeline. It was pretty... It was pretty um, pretty character specific, which mm-hmm. I really liked. And because of that, it felt like every... I really appreciated how Julie Brownell wrote this episode. It felt... The whole episode felt organic. It felt... Everything's that were, everything that was said felt organic. You know, yeah. uh, whether it was the conversation between uh, Carol and Rebecca, or it was... Um, just even Kevin talking to the lady who was like freaking out that wanted the picture or whatever. Uh, even the conversation between uh, young Beth and young Randall. Uh, it just felt like good, natural conversations with yes. natural things happening inside the story. Uh, so I like that a lot. What do you got mm-hmm. for your GBG, kiddo? Okay. So my good is, does anyone else wish they could just dance like Beth? In that teal? <laughs> First off, I need that dress. That dress that had like a little bit of a skirt action underneath. I, I was a little creeped out by the dance. Why? It just felt moving her shoulders and like, did, aren't you embarrassed by doing that? Like in front of all, all them people. I can't do that. I can't. I do would that be. Either. Let me tell you, if I had to do like my pretty much Charlie Brown like step, snap, step, snap, <laughs> that was like much hitch. cooler. You live right here. That's yeah. Right here. I'm literally uh, hit. Elbows at your hips. That's where you live. Not cool. <laughs> if I had to open a dance class, and that's I. I think she was rocking and rolling. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So that's my good. Is literally I want to see Beth Pearson dance some more so that maybe I can learn. Okay. My bad. How awkward I felt. Oh yes. When I Malik know was mm-hmm. talking to Randall. Oh yeah, my daughter grows up. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh yeah, my daughter. She's great. And then literally both Blake and I like curled up. You know those roly poly bugs that roll upon themselves? You know the <laughs> no, ones? Oh no. Oh my gosh, Blake, where have you been like all your life? They're like this little like almost Do they have cud too? No, they don't have cud, <laughs> but they have like a pretty firm exoskeleton uh-huh. and they um, are almost like a caterpillar. They're very small. And then when you're going near them, you touch them and they roly poly up into like a little hard ball. Kind of like a possum. Oh, okay. Wow, like, look at you. Straight up roll up, man. That's how I felt. I'm going to find out what the real name, roly poly bug. What's the name of this friggin' thing? I'm gonna, next Jeopardy term. See, roly polies came from the sea to conquer the earth. <gasps> They're called pill bugs. Uh. 
Armadillidae is a family of wood lice. Ew. Ugh. Yep. That's um, gross. You're welcome. So they have the ability to roll into a ball. That was me during that moment. And okay. that was how, my bad because I was just like, oh my God. He just wanted to crawl oh up in God. a ball and die? Yeah. I didn't want to die. I just <laughs> wanted to be like the roly poly bug. And then my great was the whole Nikki opening up. In what way? In the back of the car. Man. Oh, about just Sally? Just talking about Sally and just, I was like, oh, you're here. Yeah. You're coming back out. He's he reminds me of like those little flowers that they have like the time lapse videos of that like when the sun goes down they curl up mm-hmm. like a roly poly bug, <laughs> but then when the sun comes out they just open up like a daisy or something. And I'm like, you're coming out, Nikki. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I think coming out. I think we got we're gonna see some really good days for Nikki coming up in a little bit. I think that's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, the good. Actually, I got a tie. Uh, okay. The good, the first one was the conversation between Kate and Toby in the car uh, about how they they had monkey and they didn't have monkey and they took time and she was busting his balls because he's spending too much time at the gym and they were arguing about how they handled the situation with baby Jack. And that, now a lot of people I feel like don't like that scene, but this is your good. This is absolutely my, absolutely my good. <laughs> I think I know why. Because it was totally uncomfortable if somebody wanted to crawl up in a ball and just go away like a roly-poly bug or whatever the hell they're called that was me because i've had that conversation yeah i've had that conversation one form or another with mary uh, about whatever stupid thing that we're doing and how we both disagreed and that pull over pull over i need to get in the back seat with the baby that conversation (laughs) where you're like you're just not on the same page and no matter what you do it's just awkward and and, and you're you're do, doing jabs at each other, and you're like, "What the hell, dude? Like, yeah, I brought monkey. Okay, he could have had the other monkey. It was fine. Other monkey is fine." And you're just you're just on each other. I've had that moment in my life, and I said, "Oh man, this feels like it was written by somebody who also had this kind of conversation." Oh yeah, and it was uh, spectacular television. Again, yeah, it felt real. real. It felt lived in. It I want to know how many other parents. Felt that way watching that scene, being like, oh, yeah. Yep, been we there, done that. We had those terrible fights where we were sleep-deprived, exhausted, overhearing his baby screaming, and we are not our kind of selves to each other. Right. And it's, it, you know, it's Let hard. Let us know we're not alone. Yeah, please. Please tell us we're not alone. We, uh, we went on a, a double date recently with this couple, and Blake just is like, oh, yeah. Back when Mary and I were spending all the copays at couples therapy, and then we finally spent 200 bucks and bought an automatic cat litter box, and then we were so much better. But man, we used to fight a lot. I didn't we say it like that. I didn't no, say it like but that. But got the gist, and then they just kind of sat there. And they were like, and we were like, oh my God, maybe they've <laughs> never fought. <laughs> uh, I don't think they were, I don't think they were impressed with me at all. It's okay. I don't think they were. We, you know, listen, everybody knows it's hard to make friends at this age. Oh my God, it's so... I mean, it was hard to make friends for me anytime. No, you can talk to literally anybody I and they feel like your best anybody, friend. but they're not my best friend, okay? No, I know that, but I'm just saying you you at least have like a like a, a, a I'm gene. an extrovert. You have a... You're an introverted... You're an extroverted introvert. introvert. Yeah. yeah. You at least have the gene to be Guys, able to talk it up. to it's people. It's a real thing. It's really hard. Um, I don't. I don't have that gene. So like when I finally like talk to somebody and they don't even respond, they're just like looking at me like I got three heads. It's like, whatever, bro. Like, get out of here then. That's <laughs> it's hard to make friends when you're this old. It's so hard. Like anybody else have that feeling? Seriously. Oh. Uh my uh the other good that I have was the, Rebecca's flashbacks of she and Jack dancing. Oh my god, right. Uh it was an an assassin like precision Ooh. with the use of uh with the use of Jack in this okay. episode. And I kind of like how they, it's just, it's not like having the story of Jack, it's referencing Jack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. There's a difference. Yes. And her, you know, her memory of him, mm-hmm. whether or not it's true or whatever, you know, whether or not like it's an exact representation of what happened, you're just looking into Rebecca's memory yeah. of Jack. Yeah. And that was really great. And you can really tell that it's a memory because if you look at the way that the camera is framed, it they Rebecca is looking at it through like um through 
like doors yes. almost. And it's very narrowed and oh. focused. And it's only those two you. focused in on each other. And also the lighting. The lighting provides almost like a haze, a haze yeah. over the entire screen so that it's, it's very soft. There mm-hmm. aren't hard edges necessarily. They are almost dancing in a, an extremely light mist. Like a dream. And like a dream. So I always, I thought that was a just beautiful representation of Rebecca's memory of yeah. Jack. Yeah. Uh, and how it's a reference Okay, so mind you, these Jack. are just your ties for your good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep going here. Uh, the bad. The bad was, uh, well, it's also a tie. Where the F is R&B properties? What do you mean? Well, like you know, they got the they got the whole thing with uh, the the councilman. Then we got the whole thing with the dance studio. Oh my gosh! R and B properties totally happened like two seasons R&B ago, properties. and it ain't never come back up again. There's no there's no people complaining. There's no people. You, you, we spent a whole a day nice, with yeah. Kevin, like. Oh, hitting, yeah. I remember hitting walls with a sledgehammer with no shirt on. But and you R&B know what's properties funny is they could have referenced it during. This whole like we got a dead possum thing. Absolutely, he could have been like, "Oh, I'll call up my friend. Yeah, we who does know all my guy. work for R and B properties. Yep, and he'll come and he'll take care of it in like an R and B properties T shirt. And that's and that's kind of something that happens with this is us where things just come about, and then it's a big deal for that moment, and then all of a sudden it just disappears. Uh, and R and B properties is the A one, like number one thing that relates to this, like. That that whole apartment building was a disaster, yeah. and now you don't even hear anything about it. Yeah. Uh, the other bad that I have was thank you for finally acknowledging Kevin's fame. We finally acknowledged it. Like I've been dying for for this is us to acknowledge Kevin's fame with other people. Uh, we've got it a little bit, but in this episode it happened. But it's like drinking through a freaking fire hose. All of a sudden everybody knows him and everybody's freaking out and everybody wants to give him a deal and everybody wants to say hi and where, where the hell's this been? Well, like, what kind of community is he in now? It doesn't even matter. He's talking to a lot of people who are a bit older. These the, people love those kind of shows, I bet. The guy is the effing Manny. So what? Everybody should know him. It's it's no. like, it's, I'm telling you, he's the equivalent to Uncle Jesse. He is absolutely the equivalent to Uncle Jesse, and everybody knows who Uncle Jesse is. Okay. I don't even have to reference the show. You just know what and you the listener guaranteed knows who yes. Uncle Jesse is. Yes. So that's why I'm saying. I feel like the Manny's on the same level. Okay. I can appreciate And my great. My great oh my great is Felicia Rashad playing Carol. She yes. Felicia Rashad, she's just a national treasure. She is just the best. She's the greatest at life. She Watch just... out, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> um, I just, I thought her performance was just spectacular. I want more of it. I want it injected into my veins. That's how amazing she was. Yeah. And my favorite part of her whole performance, d- despite the fact that she just has this calm about her when she talks, it, and it's like that motherly, matronly, like, like judging calm, when she's talking to Rebecca about her husband dying, Felicia Rashad is doing this thing with her knuckles where she's like, like scraping her fingers on her hands Ew. a little bit. Okay. And you, and she's like, she's perfectly calm, but she has this one bit in her hands where it's like careful, like you blink and you'll miss it where she's just like rubbing her hands and you can see the frustration and the tension. And even though she's trying to mm. show Rebecca that she's all hundred percent put together, she ain't. No, nope. and she's rubbing her hands out of like out of like anxiety and and uh, and like depression and like yeah, I put up this great facade, but I am not Un- underneath. I'm a mess, and I felt like that was just agreed. It was it was perfect. Agreed. It was perfect. Thank God for Felicia Rashad. She is great. You ready for the big three feedback? Yeah, man. And we said that's three. Big three. Nikki Weber said that this episode gets four lemonades. Overall, I was just meh, Nikki writes. Her good was Nikki opening up. I love that we are finally peeling away skins of his layers. Her bad was Kate snapping at Toby that he isn't around because he's spending time at the gym. She definitely thinks that Toby losing weight is going to be a wedge. 
and Nikki's great was college Beth asking Randall about the lemon. I love her realizing what it took her mom all these years to re- uh, to realize about Randall. And her bonus love is I think Malik is so sweet, and I hope Randall softens. Oh, Kristen Butterfield says four lemonades. The first was good. Nikki opening up and telling the story about his trailer and the and his girlfriend, the bad Kate, Toby, and Baby Jack at the music class, and the great. All things Felicia Rashad, but I especially enjoyed seeing her and Rebecca interact. Right? Look at Rebecca being like, maybe I can make an adult friend. (laughs) (laughs) Heather Gonzalez gave this episode 4.8 Lemonades. We're twinsies, Heather! Oh, how I missed corny dad joke telling. Squash you like a bug if I need to, Randall. Great episode. I'm happy to say that this season is exceeding my expectations, writes in Heather. I was skeptical after the introduction of so many new storylines and characters. All right. So we are in episode four out of 18 episodes. So we're almost a third of the way through this season. We're almost there. Heather brings up this great point, Mary, that it exceeds... Oh, wait. Now, like, a third through the season, meaning year-round? Yeah. We're 18 episodes total. We're halfway through the first half of this so we're season. So fourth. Well, we're almost a third. So we're a fourth. Whatever. I don't care. No, it can't be a fourth. What do you even mean, man? can't be a fourth. We're not... Oh, no. We're not halfway through the first season yet. Listen. Well, one the of first us half. did very well in SATs. One of us not, so... <laughs> How many episodes are there in this season, honey? Uh, I'm telling you, I think there are 18 episodes. Hold if there's on. there's 18, then a third is six. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Well, what, what right. else? What else? It's all right, my love. <laughs> you know what? Fine. <laughs> okay, there you go. This is why I don't do math live on air. Okay? Don't do math live on air. <sighs> oh, I love you. <sighs> all right. Um. We're almost there anyway. Okay, so we're court. What well, I don't care where the hell we are, but we're we're a, a little bit along the way. Twenty two percent of the way there. Sure, great. You're welcome. So, how has this season met your expectations? <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe you just did that. You're welcome. I'm, I've been emasculated once again. It's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, where are you with your expectations of this season, and has it met, exceeded, or fallen short of your expectations? I'm, get, I'm getting better, guys. Not going to lie. My first time, the first episode, I was like, what are we doing here? Um, uh, the Nikki opening up, and this, I'm really like interested to see what happens in this Kevin concept, mm-hmm. and then the realness of... Randall's storyline and Kate's storyline, I'm back. I'm back in. I'm I'm all in. I think that this is meeting my expectations. It mm. has not exceeded my expectations for this season. I was really I'm ready. I'm ready to kind of like be excited about a new direction. I still don't know where that direction is. Absolutely. I I would agree. We I still feel like we're on a rudderless ship. Yes. Uh that doesn't mean however that it will be a rudderless ship. It just means we're taking some time to set some things up here. And we haven't gotten to a point yet where we're like, okay, I see what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just haven't gotten there yet. Uh, especially after last episode where it was just like stuff. Stuff happened and we watched it. So much um, But, you know, you talked about Kevin and Cassidy. And I, I feel like I have to... Uh, go back on my great fail of my hot take between Kevin and Cassidy. I feel like I deserve partial credit. I feel like I I deserve partial credit because in that moment when she is looking at him, talking to the lady who loves him and was taking the selfie and she says, wow, your life is weird. It was was right there. It was right there that moment where she was like, oh, oh. I see you. Hey, BFG. I see you, BFG. Oh, BFG. (laughs) (laughs) Big friendly giant. This is not a Steven Spielberg movie. Come on now. Isn't that um, Ronald Dahl? Yeah, yeah, but Steven Spielberg made it into a film. I mean, let's be real. The book is more important than the film, Blake. (laughs) Yes, it it, it is. Um, Is BFG like a phrase or is that just something you and I have made up? I don't know if if it's a real phrase, but it's a A BFD. A big F A big F and deal. Big fracking deal. Yeah, there you go. Um, I feel like I deserve partial credit. Can you give me partial credit on that one? On what? Uh, On my hot take. That like, you know, the the, 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 the... 
you know, the time stops and the wind blows no, in our hair. No. I, I can't get partial credit. No. Why not? There's like snorting and no. There's like no. There's no <laughs> Titanic moment right now. Um You and your romantic ideals of what can happen for Kevin need to go out the window, okay? Kevin's gonna get there in his own due time. How are you feeling about Cassidy as a character now? Do you feel like she finally actually has something of her own, or is she she just still a a, a, a plot device for you so far? I still am not in love with the Cassidy situation. How come? I don't love Cassidy yet. She, this this episode didn't open it up for you even a little bit. No. Nope. Really? Still don't love her. What What about, because uh, I think I'm in on Cassidy. That's totally fine. I think I'm in on Cassidy only because I kind of want to be in on Cassidy. That's I'm, totally Because I'm fine. in on Emma Swan. I'm I'm guarded. I don't want Kevin to fall in love with this woman who, you know, still wants to be with her husband. I'm a little worried for Kevin and his little precious heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cassidy, she's got a lot of baggage to work through. She's a little hot and cold, man. And I just feel like there's a lot of people that are not stable right now. <laughs> and I can only let so many in my heart. Is that fair? Uh, absolutely fair. <laughs> I mean, I know that she's a fictitious character. <laughs> Once again, it's hard to make friends at this age. And if I were in real life, I don't think I would have room on my friend card for someone as unstable as Cassidy mm-hmm. at this moment in my life. <laughs> Is that fair? Oh, Is that man. mean? Uh, no, it's not mean. It's not mean. Uh, you know what it is? We were burned by Sophie. I think we were burned by Sophie, and then we were like super out on Zoe. Well, that's it. I don't know if we're supposed to be rooting for a romantic relationship for Kevin with Cassidy. This is where I'm confused. We see the friendship, and does that mean, okay, in 5, 10, 15 years, they end up together? We hear in this episode that Kevin wanted a simple life in a simple place of town having kids. Well, he just bought a trailer in a simple place in town where them babies coming from. <laughs> because Cassidy wants to get back together with her husband. And so you know-, know what we don't want Kevin to be? Rebound. Uh, yes, 100% right. We and definitely don't want a pregnant rebound. And we know, we know that Kevin does have a kid later on in the future, about 10 years from now. So, yeah, there, there's some stuff there. Is it going to be Cassidy? <sighs> That's a good question. What What's your gut tell you, Marvin? What's it tell you about Cassidy? Is, is it going to be her or is it not her? I mean, how old is her kid now? Uh, kid's probably in the range of 10-ish. So okay. that would put him in at twenty. Okay, so he's too old in the fast forward. Yeah, to be definitely that same too old. Child, definitely too old. I don't know. I mean, in like the Disney, like if the Disney aspect, sure, it can be her. Mm-hmm. But in my gut, I'm I'm leaning towards no. You know, I kind of want it to be her, but I also kind of don't want it to be her because it's just too obvious. Well, and also. Both of these people got some issues, okay? And I am all for having issues, but it is very difficult to go through issues together um, without someone... I don't know. I mean, look at Kate and Toby. I mean, yes, it's good when you go through things together, like wait, but like both of these people are actively... Uh, they have not been sober for a very long time and mm-hmm. they can do this together, but I, I'm just nervous, man. I'm just nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous about her too, uh, and I think that's probably a good thing. I just want them to have a friend who isn't having to go to AA meetings every day. And the way that it's written, it's like it's alluding to the fact Kevin is having this moment in the Manny, and you know when he's looking back at the Manny, and he and he, you know, during the flashback is saying, maybe I sh- I only did this, I only did the acting thing because you know, ten years ago, Dad died and. It hurt, and I just needed something to occupy my time, which is great because later on in the present timeline, he says, I'm, I'm an actor. I know how to fill tons of time. Um, but then he says, it's like this fork in the road where everybody in this episode is at this fork in the road uh, for the most Sorry, part. Sorry, am I like not, you're not happy with my Cassidy thing? No, I'm very happy with it. I, I just, think it's great. I think, no, because I think you are the voice of half the fandom. And I'm I'm the other voice. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to get too emotionally invested. These people need some serious time. Sure. They just need a lot of time. And if Kevin's having a baby any day soon, I'm just nervous. And that's the thing. You're right, because it, it it's going to be relatively soon if it's 
He could also adopt a kid. He who, absolutely could adopt who is older, and that's yep. why I was asking about her son. Like I was wondering, like could he adopt her son? And then he refers to him as dad. Uh, you know, like possible. something happens to her current husband. I don't know, but yeah, I'm just if he's going to have a kid soon, that's just a lot. If she has to get pregnant and then go through the hormones and the acid reflux and wearing the adult <laughs> diapers, it's just a lot. And she just kind of needs to be on solid ground a little bit. So, what was the uh, the things that you made? The the padsicles. Uh, so many padsicles. It's oh. my top recommended thing on minute with mary go to minutewithmary.com and check out padsicles just it's, search padsicles and google true. yeah come on right. up mary, mary's the my... first one it's just a big honking picture of mary with a giant padsicle in her hand <laughs> it's a beautiful maternity shot of me holding my belly oh it's so cute it's not me holding a giant pad <laughs> <laughs> padsicles are essentially what it was it's uh pads with oh my god what witch hazel and, and aloe and frozen aloe frozen so you can sit on it as it oh god soothes your nether region oh jeez yep oh now that looks like sauron <laughs> <laughs> one ring to rule them all uh, anyway nerd! yeah you're welcome <laughs> um <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, is that Kevin, during the Manny, as he's looking back on it, he says, I just want to have this life. I just want to have this life of maybe a simple one where at this fork in the road where I could make a decision, flip a coin, and I could, could go the other way. Do I want this thing to take off? Do I want this pilot to take off? No, I don't. And he just realizes maybe just having a wife and two kids and having the picket fence and the small house and wherever, that's the right thing for him. Yet, notice what makes him famous, what makes the show uh, an actual show, is Kevin being serious with a baby and having this moment, uh, a paternal type moment, if you will. Uh, It's that desire to just have this life that makes him famous. Mm -hmm. And it provides the avenue for him to become the actor that he actually becomes, which is deliciously ironic, don't you think? Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) Ironic. All right. So we continue. We continue not only with Kevin's story Mm -hmm. and getting the trailer next to Nikki, but we have that beautiful moment where Nikki does open up and talks about Sally. Yeah. It, It feels like a very Pearson thing to do. Especially because we got a taste of the fact that he opened up to that therapist that sadly was moved away. Right. It's nice to see that he is able to open up again. It fit well with the character, I think. Mm-hmm. It fit well with when somebody finally, when he finally feels comfortable enough. And for him to then acknowledge, and then Jack was gone. Not that Jack was dead, but he was but just gone. gone. Oh, man. That, like, that, that breaks my heart. Just thinking about that. Guys, just be nice. It just breaks my heart thinking about that. <sighs> And uh, <laughs> when he was like, you, you, how long is this going to take you? Because I ain't getting any of them. So, you know, don't just 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 keep looking. Just keep looking. That's fine. You know, with Nikki looking at uh, Kevin. Yeah. That the whole thing. Um, a, a good natural thing for I think for Nikki to say. All right. You know, let's let's get into it. Let's get into this whole um, Carol and, and, and Randall oh, thing. And so delicious. The whole the whole thing with the dance studio. Where are you? Where are you at with all this stuff? I loved the flashback time. Not as much in love with the present time. Mm-hmm. Whatevs. Now, why are you not in love with the present time? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. You know, I'm just not like wowed by Beth's dance studio thing right now. I I know. Okay. I know. I'm not either. I'm like, you. this family's just doing too many things. And the whole thing with the possum or the rat or whatever the heck it was dying. No, but Bonnie Bonnie wrote in and said it happened to her dance studio, but that they lied in the show. It doesn't go away in like a week or two. Shit, it was like months. They had to close the bloody school down because it was so stinky. Oh, man. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just not thrilled with like... Any of the Pearsons' jobs. I think I liked it better when they didn't have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they flew and went to different cities yeah. on a whim. I like the Pearsons, the, the Pearson family better when they, then they don't work. You know, it was funny that you used to talk about the Pearsons' jobs because I forgot that Kate was, was, uh, 
No one had a job on this show for quite some time. Kate was um, Kevin's singer? assistant. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. She was his assistant earlier. Yep. And then she was a singer. And then she sang. And, and then, then she didn't she, have a job for a while. Then she went to school. Oh, yeah. And that, again, another one of those things that just kind of went nowhere. She went to but school. But that's the point with Kate. Kate. That's the point with Kate's singing career is that it has to go nowhere. Just like Rebecca's singing career goes nowhere. You know, but the school thing went nowhere. The school was about being a, a chorus teacher. Yeah. It was about doing something with something she loves. Yeah. So I disagree with that. However, R&B properties... R- oh, R- just... Or this councilman thing, or this dance thing, I don't really know where they're going, guys. It's like the, the equivalent to Walt in Lost. You know, it's just, Walt was special, and it never nothing ever came of it, unfortunately, Because what I think matters in the Pearson family is what's going on with their kids. And I just feel like these jobs that the adults have going on are taking up too much of my time. Mm-hmm. I'm not invested in it, and I know I'm not supposed to be invested in it because what's happening is between Deja and Tess. That's why I don't. I think I don't care. I don't care about these adults' jobs. Mm-hmm. I know you're rich and you can live without them. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with R&B properties. I was more invested in that. Yes, well, because Kevin had his shirt off and but he was banging but, walls down with his, <laughs> with his sledgehammer. But we know... That like what really matters in this season is what's happening to these girls. Mm-hmm. And then there's poor Annie slash Peggy. <laughs> and Peggy. <laughs> um, what, so one of the things that I found most interesting, I feel like, about the Randall story was the fact that he spent his entire essential adult life under the impression that his you know, girlfriend's mother and, and then eventually mother-in-law just didn't like him, just hated him, and judged him for who he was and the things that he did and whatever. Even though he was wildly successful, made tons of money, had a great house, made, built a beautiful family, cares for his daughters, brought on another kid that, and adopted them, brought them into... He just felt like this lady never liked him. And the conversation that they eventually have is a good one, but the poignancy, I think, relates to the fact that now he's in the same position. He is now the judgmental parent Looking down at Malik. Oh my God, I didn't even get that. That's why. You know what? You came up with the Randall shoe thing that last week. And I came up with the test not liking her haircut and being insecure. No, no, no. We just we we just have different interpretations of that. Okay. Uh, you you thought that, and I thought that was an affirmation of We're herself. We're gonna find out. We are absolutely gonna find out. Uh, <laughs> 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 you want to take a bet? You want to do a bet? Well, I mean, we know who's gonna be right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bet. Let's bet. Okay. Uh, we have to. We have to. We have to do the payout on on YouTube or or something. Okay. Um. What do you want the bet to be? You know what? You guys tell us what the bet will be. Oh my god! You if need I'm to, right, you need to eat um a mounds a mounds bar. Oh my god! <laughs> Play Kate's <Keith's laughs> coconut. <laughs> no way, dude. Yep. Just a mini one. What, uh, what ugly candy do I need to eat? No. Sourhead, whatever those things are. A sourhead. I don't no. know. What are those like things? Yeah, maybe we can get you like a warhead. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I hate those. Or, or, uh, or maybe whatever. If you guys come up with a different bet, we'll we'll do the bet and we'll fulfill the bet on on social media or YouTube. I don't know if I trust these people. No, 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 no. That's it. If I'm right, I get. To, if Mary has to do something, and if Mary's right, I have to do something. You guys tell us what you want it to be about shoes and hat. Or just the hat? Is it the hat thing? Because I know I'm going to be right about both. No, you're absolutely right about the shoes. That's fine. I'll take <laughs> that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to risk the bet on that. But I'm right about the hat, and you're wrong about the hat, <sighs> and that's that. <laughs> um, yeah, Randall is is the parent that is now being the judgmental parent, and even Beth here is saying, "Well, we can't have her go dating with, with guys that put babies in people." Like. How you feeling about this? Do you think Randall and Beth are right that they're going to forbid Deja from dating this boy, from dating Malik? Yep. Really? <laughs> well, because is that what you would do if it was your kid? Yep. I would do the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm already at a point where my son has learned his first swear. It rhymes with ship. Well, it doesn't rhyme, but you know, it sounds much like, like ship. Sounds like ship. Um, and he told me the child that told him about this word, and I'm like, oh, okay. And now I'm going through my head. How do I like tell him I don't want him to hang out with that kid without being that mom? Uh, no, I would just straight up tell him. No, because then he can go and tell the kid. My mom said not to hang out with you because you taught me about ship. 
So instead, I told him that that friend may not be a Gryffindor, <laughs> and it may not be in his best interest. <laughs> but I'm trying to be vague. Anyway, oh, yeah. I, the man. thing is, is that as much as we want to take a step back and say we love Malik, because we do, and he's amazing, and he's a sweet, sweet kid, um, and probably will think twice about having unprotected sex from here on out. Yes. You know, like he's actually probably going to be the kid that's like, we can wait. We we can totes wait. There are Th- many that or other- he's like, I already got one. Might as well just get another. <laughs> it's a possibility. What's going to be interesting, I think, is actually how his father is going to deal with him having a girlfriend because his father was heavily portrayed in the, you know, like, these are people you need to watch. Sure. So it's going to be, like, we haven't seen his dad. Hashtag, who are they? Mm-hmm. Haven't been hanging out with him for a while. Right. Okay, right. so he's obviously a big deal. Maybe he's going to have an issue with Malik having a girlfriend. He's going to say, your job is coming home, not going to the movies. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. No, I, I agree. I, I totally understand. And then what about him? See, my bigger issue. Yeah, I would not let my girl date Malik. Because remember, he's trying to be all shady. Like, I want to make some extra money for my baby girl. Yeah, and that's the thing. Listen, man. But, I mean, Randall and Beth don't know that yet. So. Yeah, but let's be real. If my ninth grade daughter said, this junior in high school who also has a baby... Wants to go out with me. By the way, didn't tell Randall that he has a baby. Oh, heck no. <laughs> Do you see his face where he's oh. like, uh, We are. Wait, we I'm are, sorry. When you no. say daughter. Yeah, like you were on lockdown. <laughs> I am tracking you with the Find My Friends app every single day. You know what? She needs the actual chastity belt from uh, from what was Men in Tights. Remember that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> She needs the men in tights chastity belt. You are not taking the bus to school, I'll tell you what. Oh, I I totally totally agree. Um let's do talk about Beth and Randall though. Um the dancing? Uh well, <laughs> I'm kidding. To the dance. The dancing was awkward. I'm out on the dancing. Like go back and watch it again. <laughs> Go back and watch it again. You're welcome. Not great, Bob. I loved it. Not great. I want the dress. I want to be able to move like that. I would Not with great, that. Bob. I would do that at weddings. You know, like just pretend you're dancing to that to like just move Bruno Mars. <laughs> you know, or Dirty Pop by a uh, by um in sync. Dirty Pop. Just move those shoulders because that's more my jam. Oh my god! Stop it, Blake. You Absolutely. know I would do it. Absolutely is your jam. Um. Let's talk about Beth and Randall and the lemon and when they were kids. And Can how... we just stop for a moment? Sure. That it was a lemon and not a lime. Right. Who well, who drinks Coke with lemon? No, but I'm just saying lemons out of lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, there's a lot of lemon that's, imagery in yes, this. Yes, that's in what I'm show. just saying. Can we just like appreciate the lemon coming back? Yeah, absolutely. Like pour one out for the lemon. <laughs> and the fact that that Randall notices. He's like, man, if you only knew how much I'd notice about you. And she gives him the kiss. And it, and of course, it's the mother saying, I don't think that he sees you. I, his family is a disaster. And he's not right for you. It's better off that you're not dating her. And there is that one rebellious moment in Beth where she's like, you know what? F you, mom. I'm going to go see this. I'm going to go talk to this guy oh my god see that's the problem is your mom pretty much said i don't really know if he's a gryffindor mm-hmm. so it kind of seems a little weak with the mourning process yes. um not very brave <laughs> <laughs> oh dear i think he's a hufflepuff that's that's he's there's really... no problems with hufflepuffs no you're problems. a wizard harry yes there is no there isn't <laughs> cedric that's They're all you actually, got Nuh-uh. Yeah. puffs are the best man mm. you actually want more puffs in your life than anything else I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of out on Hufflepuff. I mean, play, whatevs, man. I'm kind of out. I got lots of puffs in my life, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm, I want more puffs. Um, let's also talk about that whole timeline with Kate going to the CD store and apparently having a love interest uh, with uh, this this guy that, that works at the CD store in her eyeliner phase. Did you notice how heavy the eyeliner was? And I was digging it. Oh, a very heavy eyeliner. So I think she even tight lined. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw you that out there. You just learned what that was today. No, I've known what that is for a while now. I'm married to you, of course. I know what that is. Okay. Um, and uh, her her choices in music and everything, and then bringing it home to her mother, dancing together, having this story, and then. Both of them finding out at the same exact time with a message <laughs> that Kevin is getting is now oh no not getting is actually married to Sophie. 
this bomb has been dropped on this family. So great. And it, and oh, by the way, send money. <laughs> so great. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, this episode, and I think the next episode, you know, some of the writing styles for this is us. The way that they're telling their story this season, I think, is different than it has been in previous seasons. I would agree. The past two episodes. Um, have been not not uh, this one, but the previous two, unhinged in the pool part two, really focused on the kids and like the kids in like that sixth to seventh grade area, where the pool part two was them about it was, it was about them like getting older, and mm-hmm. then unhinged was about them getting into the schools and and like being that age and operating by themselves. It was like a it was like a um a, a two part story almost that was told next to each other. It was like a two-hander. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this episode with the next episode will be the same thing. We're going to get more of Randall and we're going to get more of Kevin with Sophie and we're going to start learning more about these kids in a more linear way, which is something that the show has not yet done so much. Uh, they did it a little bit when when Jack died, and then the absolute next the next episode was the car. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done that a little bit, but they really haven't told a linear story with their flashbacks. Yeah, which I think is in in I think it's important to do specifically because you have so many new characters. Would you agree with this? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. I think it's the right thing to do. Agree. It, it's a cool new tool that the show that you would think that normally would just would happen as it is, but it hasn't, and it's an interesting tool. That I think that they're gonna that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, Having said that, though, yeah. I loved how, again, everybody's at this fork in the road and everybody makes these decisions, which is why we played what we played at the beginning of this episode. All these little decisions define who you gotta flip a coin, man. are. You got to flip the coin. And sometimes the coin tells you to go kiss Randall. Sometimes the coin tells you we're getting out of our apartment because yep. I had this conversation uh, with, with Randall's mother mm-hmm. and I moved on to a new chapter in my life. Let's get out of this apartment. Sometimes the coin, you got to flip the coin and you got to go marry Sophie. Sometimes the coin is just seeing your life and making choices. Mm-hmm. And all of these decisions affect people. And I, I really feel like that this was, that was well written for, for I this, agree. this whole I agree. episode. This whole episode. And it's, of course, I think it's fun to also say like how Kevin is married to Sophie and throughout his flashbacks in this episode, he's saying, I just want a family. I just want kids. I just want a wife. And that's what he tried. At this point, he's already in that flashback to the Manny. He's yeah. already divorced from yeah. Sophie. He's already gone through the whole thing. So the irony is there. But also, it's in line and it's juxtaposed against his bur- burgeoning relationship with Cassidy. Do you feel like this is the right time to bring all this up? Bring up Cassidy. Cassidy and his relationship with with them and and the whole thing. I mean, sure. I just I'm not on the Cassidy train. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. But I think it's a good comparison to make. Perhaps this no, is yeah, the time where he can just be himself and do his own thing. I agree. It's just I'm awkward about Cassidy right now. I just don't want him to jump in just yet. Uh, a note from Isaac Aptaker, who is one of the showrunners of this show. Mm-hmm. He actually talked about Sophie and he talked about Kevin and his relationship, potential relationship with Cassidy and how all of this is going to happen. And what he said was, we've known in our plan ever since we brought Al- Alex Breckenridge, uh, who plays Sophie, way back in season one, that this was the age that Kevin got married, which was really, really, really young. So we've been excited just waiting for the point when the show finally caught up to what we have in store so we could drop this bomb on the family. They all experienced this tragic, devastating loss of their father in their home, and it sent everybody spinning in different directions. Mm -hmm. And it looks like very different on each of our big three. And for Kevin, I think he just had to grab onto some type of stability. And for him... That was Sophie. Well, she's so, always been there. Yeah. So it's something that we're actually going to be digging into a lot more in our very next episode, Yay! which picks up directly off of Rebecca and Kate awesome. getting that news. I love it. So, you know, the the relationship that is there and then having that matched with the relationship with um, Cassidy and Kevin and however that's going to transpire, 
I think uh, it's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. And and also note too, Isaac Aptakers has also said that Alex Breckenridge may in fact she he's neither confirming nor denying that she will be back this season. So I'm just saying you might you might see a, a Sophie sighting. Okay. Uh, in in this season, and lastly, I want to bring up. Uh, notice that the school that Beth creates, it's called the Clark School of Dance. That's it. It's the Clark School of Dance, not Beth Pearson, not the Pearson School of Dance. It's her maiden name. Yes. Is that in reference to her dad, or is that an f u to her mom? What do you think? Oh, I just think that that's like. She was Beth Clark when like dancing was a huge portion of her life, you know, yep. and it's just referencing that and, you know, acknowledging, I, I would agree, acknowledging a bit of her dad within that. Sure. All right. You ready for in and out? You got anything else to say? Yes. No. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right. In or out on Carol King. Oh. In. And if you have not yet seen the Carol King musical beautiful add it to your must see list i'm on gilmore girls carrie C- carol king like i'm yeah. not really i'm not like the er- oh, earth move onto your feet a you carol have king not seen beautiful blake it's the story of her life yes when you realize how many bloody songs this woman wrote mm-hmm. and performed you're mm-hmm. gonna be like no way no way no way <laughs> the- and to see what she went through oh love carol king all right in or out on talking to your kid's boyfriend slash girlfriend's parents in. just like uh, just out of nowhere in i'm out I know I'm you're way out. out. That's why I'm going to have to do it. Don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. We ain't cool. We ain't buddies just because your kid is uh, oh my God. hanging out with I my kid. I need to know everything about these people. Oh, no, God. I need to know everything. In or out on RVs? In. I'm in on RVs. It also depends on the kind of RV. Because <laughs> I love glamping. We know, Blake. Glamping is the best. Once again, cue the parfait conversation. <laughs> We know what kind of RV you expect. Uh, <laughs> Is there a tub and AC? You're making it sound like... In a walkout closet. You're making it sound... How many televisions are there? <laughs> HD? Nope. Not for me. If it doesn't have HD, it ain't for me. <laughs> we know, Blake. We know. All right. In or out on... <laughs> in or out on big to-do engagements. Out. I'm in. I know you are. I'm all in on big to do engagements. Yeah, and you failed that. It, I did fail that. I failed that miserably. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I tried so hard. I tried. I proposed to Mary on a cruise ship, and I tried to do the full Titanic treatment, which it, I would have hated in real life and anyway. I, and that's what I wanted to do, and I wanted it, and it just it didn't work out so well. Nope. Well, that's another story for another day. Yep. We'll just we'll we'll put that we'll on. Leave the, that there. We'll leave that there, and if somebody wants to hear it, we will tell it. We'll put it that way. Uh. <laughs> In or out on handshakes that involve more than just handshaking. You know how Randall and I'm way out. I know you are. Just give me the handshake. Get in there, grip the hand, put it up and down once, once, twice, maybe three times. Because you like trumpet to people. You're like, oh, let me show you how strong I am. No, no, I don't do that. You don't don't pull them in, but you're like, I'm going to be the strong one. You know, know, it's it's called the alpha male. You got to go alpha. And you know how you go alpha? No. This is for all you guys out there. Whenever you're handshaking somebody, you get in there, you give them the good firm handshake. You you control the up and down motion, okay? You control the up and down motion. Stop. And then you grab the elbow. You got to grab the elbow. You don't do this to anyone. I do. I, I alpha male all the time. To who? Alpha male is the grabbing who? the elbow. Who? To anybody I got to go alpha on. No. You got to go alpha dog on some people. Some. You got to <laughs> let them know who's in charge. Oh, and you let them know who's in charge by grabbing the elbow. Okay, now, if like, you want to be nice, oh my God. if you want to be nice, going on? you take the other hand and you put it on top of the handshake. You put I would it on do top. that. Okay. That's what I do. It's like a hu- I think it's like a hand hug. But then you but then you run into the awkward conversation, right? The awkward hand conversation. Is this still going on? Yeah, you, uh, you run into the awkward hand conversation of like I'm when, out, Blake. when you when you put it on top, does, what, is, what happens if the other per- person puts their hand on to top make of your this hand? Done. <laughs> All right, in or out on, in or out on Sunny D. Out. I'm I'm out. Well, no. I'm, I'm kind of in. I bet you are. I'm <laughs> 
Why are you hating me today? Because you would totally drink Sunny D. You would be the kid in the commercial. <laughs> oh, orange juice. I get the. I get some grape stuff. This is this is like, guys. Blake never ate a strawberry unless it was covered in sugar or champagne before he met me. Or chocolate. Or chocolate. Or chocolate. I was like, oh, what fruit do you like? Apples. <laughs> what fruit have you eaten? Apples. <laughs> So if Blake had gone to like a, I don't know, a diner and they were like, what do you want to drink? He probably would be like, sunny day. And they were like, orange juice. And he'd be like, no, no. sunny day. M- move over that grape stuff. Yeah. You see the grape stuff over there? Move it over. The sunny day is always behind it. Oh, I love you so much. Sunny day had a good taste. It no. wasn't quite orange it was juice. Fake. But F-A-K-E. It, but it wasn't quite like soda either. It was like it was like if you if if orange juice and soda had a baby, it would be Sunny D. Okay. Minus a combination. Good. That's Good what it you. would be like. And of course, of course, Kevin is going to be in a Sunny D commercial. Of course, he's going to be in a Sunny. He's the kid. Yeah. Kevin is the kid with the hair and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, in a route on the untitled hot babysitter pilot, the title for <laughs> Kevin's pilot episode. Perfect. In. Perfect. I'm in too. Uh, in a route, music class for babies. In. Way out. I know, but I took our children to it. I know. I know time. you did. And I'm way out. They don't do nothing. They just sit there. Oh my gosh. You know nothing, first off. Okay. Back off. My degree is music education. That's true. The importance of children being, you know, exposed to varieties of music at such a young age, it's just like as important as exposing them to a language at that age. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Would you like just not talk? To your kid until they were five? No, we could talk. They, we, we could listen to Pink Floyd all you want. But going around all them mother babies and doing the whole thing? No, it's, ain't going to happen. Oh, my gosh. Out. Way out. Banging the drums and doing all that it's stuff? It's basically like saying, we'll talk to you until you're five. You can't talk. Oh, get out of here. All right, lastly, uh, <laughs> you can't you can't talk. Lastly, in a route on buying cars. In. I'm in on buying cars, too. I'm wicked good at it. I'm, I'm good at it, too. I, I like buying cars. I like the whole process. I like going in saying, you see that, you see that little, uh, oops. <laughs> Mary's messing with stuff. You see that roller skate with a, a little bit of an engine in it? Give me that. <laughs> that car's worth $3,000. That little tuna can on wheels. Yep. That little Chevy Aveo. Did I ever tell you that story? Yeah. I have, well, I, Mary bought a car when we got engaged. She didn't say nothing to me. She I'm just so bought a car. Myself. Just showed up one day and said, look at my new car. Look what I bought. <laughs> want to know what happened isn't it so nice seven days later I told my father-in-law that I didn't want to invite all these people and he was mean to me and I got a car accident on the way back home and we come full circle ladies and gentlemen my car was totaled and I was brought to the hospital that is all true there is zero hyperbole there and I sat in the hospital with my parents and they were like how are you and I said maybe now my father-in-law will feel bad and he won't be mean to me because I literally just left his office after he was mean and I got hit by a car because my tunic can was smashed to bits and did he talk to me <laughs> Nope. Did he talk to me for the rest of the year? Nope. (laughs) Chris Jack Pearson was my father-in-law. All right, you ready? You got the... uh, (laughs) Sorry, Blake. That was so mean. No, that's okay. You're not saying I wish that Jack Pearson was my husband. You're saying you you wish he was your father-in-law. Yeah. I can handle that. Good. I can handle that. I can't handle the Jack Pearson being your husband. I want you for my husband. Well, that's good. I I can handle that. I need that. (laughs) You know what? In fact, I'll just give that. You're welcome. Makes me wanna shout. I'll take that. Good. I beat Jack Pearson. Yep. I can say that now. And I beat you in the SATs. <laughs> Absolutely true. All right, you got any hot takes? No. All right, but I do. Good. So we had this whole conversation that with- That is an aggressive sound, by the way. So we- It is. I, like my, I have a headache right now. In case you guys can't tell, I'm a little off. I, that hurt. I'm sorry. You know what I was thinking? <laughs> I was actually thinking about doing the X-Files theme for the hot takes. I think that would be much easier on my eardrums. I might do that. I might change it. Let me let us know. Let us know. You got, you got a couple of things to let us know about the bet and then about X-Files, the, the, the hot take yeah. music being changed to the X-Files theme. Yeah. Um, 
so we had this big conversation with Nikki yeah. about Sally and how his life was coming together and all of a sudden he just left because she wasn't there and that was it. That was the end. He he thought that it wasn't meant to be. Uh, having said that, I think we are going to absolutely meet Sally. Ooh. We are absolutely going to meet her. Whether or not it's this season, I don't know yet. My gut tells me it won't be this season. Okay. But because Kevin is now with Nikki and Cassidy and they're finding their lives again, they're putting themselves all back together, part of the process will be going to see Sally. Love it. Has to be. Own it. I'm going to own that one. Are you ready to uh, close out the this episode, my sure darling? Sure am. All right, let's, uh, let's do it. We're men. We're men in tights. We roam around the forest looking for lights. Why are we listening to this? We're men. We're, we're men, men in tights. tights. Because of the chastity belt. That's right. <laughs> that Deja needs to have a chastity belt, and it, can't, and it happened here in Men in Tights. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for oh listening goodness. to us blather on for a little while, talking about all of this stuff. <laughs> sorry I'm a little sick, guys, and I'm sorry that uh, this is pretty much the theme song of this episode this week. <laughs> oh, man. On that note, we hope that you guys have a great rest of the week. As always, remember to find us at maryandblake.com. If you want to email us, just email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. Uh, go look, us up, look us up on uh, all of the social media, just Mary and Blake, whether it's Instagram, YouTube. Did you uh, like that horse sound? Yeah. <laughs> uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you know, tight tights. Uh, we're there. We're there. We're ready to hang out with you. And remember, tell us what you want about the bet. For now, I'm Mary. And my name's Blake. And this is us, too. <laughs>